Welcome to the Matt Mosley Show. All right, you're pretty far removed from wearing that maroon, so I, I'm hoping Schloss, you know, doesn't try to try to take you away from us or something like that. But uh, <laughs> do you have any maroon? Yeah. Do you have any Texas A&M uh, uh, memorabilia or anything still in the house, or is that in storage somewhere? Or are you allowed to say? You know, yeah, no. Hey, I can tell you this. I know who pays my paycheck, and I've been here for twenty. I've been here for twenty-six years. I got two sons that both graduated from here, okay. and they don't even know where that place is down there, ninety miles down the road. I can tell you that. So, uh, so anyway, no, it's been. Uh, I've had a great experience. My wife uh, graduated from A&M as well. She, I think, she's got her Aggie ring on. But, uh, but no, we know our roots here at Baylor, and it's been a great, great stay here. We've enjoyed it, and uh, there's a lot of great people here. So. So we're uh, we're happy to be right where we're at. That's for sure. This is the Matt Mosley Show. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Ah, it is Matt Mosley, and uh, we've got uh, a lot planned for you today. Some excitement as we're headed, sprinting toward the weekend. And I want to let you know, uh, with all this talk, and we had a little bit of it yesterday, we need to do more today. In fact, um, we will uh, we'll let you hear a little bit more from Dak. But right off the top today. Garrett Ross, in as always. Garrett, we got to talk. We mm-hmm. got to continue to talk about this expanded playoff, and uh, we just don't have much. I mean, when you have an hour, you've got to hit the ground running. I mean, Garrett, what do I like to do uh, most on this show? I like to kind of goof around. Yeah, a bit. yeah, have but some we fun. Can't, we can't, uh, can't do that on an hour show, man. We got to whoop, whoop, whoop. We got to go, go. And um, but one thing that got me excited today was. Um, I usually, you know, like stuff, stuff Stephen A. Smith says on ESPN, it doesn't, you know, it's kind of like, oh, gosh, there's Stephen A. I, I meant to send this to you, Garrett. In fact, I'm going to send it to you right now. I want I want you to see this clip. This comes from, uh, this comes from that Get Up show today. And okay. this is the one where I, I'm a huge uh, Donovan Mitchell fan, the, the, uh, the star player for the Utah Jazz. I'm a huge fan. Jazz fan. Okay, I've sent this to you now. And maybe at 120, I, I don't know if we can figure this out, Garrett. We might even play it somehow. But we got Stephen A, and he said something that was even shocking to someone like me who loves the Jazz, loves Quinn Snyder, and loves this team. He makes the comment that Donovan Mitchell is already, he said he didn't want to hear about Carl Malone, didn't want to hear about John, John Stockton, that Donovan Mitchell is the greatest Utah Jazz player ever. Ugh. Now, that's a little, I mean, like, even for a huge Donovan Mitchell fan like myself, I I think he's one of the great young stars in the game, 24 years old. They, they somehow got him at, like, 13. Sometime, Garrett, if you're bored, just look up who was taken before Donovan Mitchell in that 2017 draft. One of them, I'll tell you, because I was doing some stuff for the Mavs around then, and I was doing a live cast when they took Dennis Smith Jr. And, boy, it was thought at the time, hey, that's exciting, Dennis Smith. Hey, that's that, that'll be great from NC State. I mean, this guy jumped out of the gym. Well, a few picks later from Louisville comes Donovan Mitchell. And now Donovan Mitchell's already become, uh, being called one of the greatest, maybe the greatest ever for the Utah Jazz. I would say hold on. I would say hold on. By the way, we had a Schmaltz's winner yesterday involving yeah, a Utah Jazz. 
Garrett, did you ever find out who the name was? Did they did they did they it was, text you back? Yes, it was Garrett Welch. Oh, see, you give all you give all the awards to anyone named Garrett. I like that. Yeah, got Garrett to. Garrett Welch uh, wins the two sandwiches to Schmaltz's because they got that right. I think my question was something around like uh, forty. Who holds the the record for most forty point games with Utah Jazz? Uh, before Donovan Mitchell started tearing it up. And, uh, ooh, ooh, look at this. Look at this. Garrett Ross turning things around extremely quickly. Um, let's hear, and, and by the way, I, I do want to tell people that this expanded playoff, this has become the huge news. And we'll talk more about it, but Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics, has a lot to say about it. And he joined us uh, uh, he's going to join us today at 3.40. Okay, you can hear Mac Rhodes. And uh, this is really, this is going to be really good stuff with Mac weighing in on what this means for the Big 12, what it means to Baylor as they get ready to, in 2023, expand the uh, go from four to 12 teams in the college football playoff. What will that look like? A lot of ground to cover with Mac Rhodes, good friend of the show, and a man that uh, always – it's always fun catching up with Mac Rhodes. So 140 today, we are going <clears throat> to let you hear that. But right now, here's what I'm talking about. This got me thinking about the, the past and the greatness of the mailman and John Stockton. Oh, my goodness. Who else was with them? Garrett, I'm trying to think. Back in the day, Brian Russell played for them. Um – they, who was the other guard? They had a guard that's been a uh, head coach in the NBA. Um, why am I forgetting his name? I can't remember, oh, man. Anyway, he, he went over to Phoenix after that. He was a head coach in the NBA. I know. I'm asking a lot. It's, it's um, For some reason, his name's not coming to mind. But, but, but Utah had, when they had the mailman in Stockton and Russell and those guys, that's good. those were some really fine teams. But here is what Stephen A. Smith had to say about – these Utah Jazz, and in particular, the great Donovan Mitchell. Let me be very clear. Where's your camera? Is that right there? Yes, sir. Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. Make no mistake about it. Averaging, four, I mean, what is it? Averaging like 41 in this series on 52% yes. shooting. Averaging over 32 a game for the postseason. Undefeated with him in the starting lineup because he missed game one against the Memphis Grizzlies. Dropped 50 plus last year a couple of times against the Denver Nuggets in the first round. Donovan Mitchell is D Wade 2.0. Donovan Mitchell is a closer. Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. Donovan Mitchell is outplaying both Kawhi Leonard. And Paul George, not one or the other, both of them. And the brothers 24. Got a J, got a handle, got an NBA body, is strong, can finish at the basket, can take it to the hole, can create his own shot, can hit free throws. There's nothing that this brother cannot do. In Utah, already, I want to hear about Carl Malone. I want to hear about John Stockton. That's the best player in the history of the Jazz organization right there. I just said it, and I ain't stuttering. Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. This brother is big time. And if he gets in the finals and the Brooklyn Nets are not fully loaded, and you don't give you, I can't dismiss the Clippers, can't dismiss Kawhi and Paul George and what they have the potential to bring. We got to respect that, and Ty Lue knows what he's doing as a coach. Can't dismiss them. But I expect them to beat the Clippers. 
All right, there he is. And uh, Garrett, that, that right there Woo. is a man on fire. And I, I, I got to cut him off, uh, Garrett, because I don't know if our audience always loves Stephen A. I got to get a kick out of him. Um, he can be pretty over the top. But to say, I agree that he's become a superstar. And last year, what he and Jamal Murray did in the playoffs, Jamal Murray for Denver, and obviously uh, Donovan Mitchell, we call him Spida. He's got people uh, kind of like a Spider-Man type deal. But this guy is he is what they are comparing uh, Davion Mitchell to. And, and they, they have similar builds. Similar size, I would say that Donovan has a longer wingspan, and and he's a more explosive player. I mean, you know, they were trying to double-team him, and then they tried to switch, and he would split the switch last night. They tried everything against him. He went crazy in the first half. He had 27 in the first half. He finishes with 37. He was a little bit – I think he got a little tired in the second half, and I still think he's a bit banged up. But they they are missing one of their top guards in Mike Conley. I mean, really a great player. And and Conley's great at knowing where to go with the ball and the alley-oop passes, and he can hit the three. And he's been around a long time, 33-year-olds. He's been a great player for a long time. Mike Conley has. And – Mitchell's having to do everything for this team. Now, late, Joe Ingles stepped up and hit a three and made some passes. They got the ball to go bare, and so everything was fine late down the stretch. But Clippers almost came back and won that game. And so you got to watch that in this series. How much rest can they get Donovan? Because he's not totally right, and at the end of that game, something happened. Like Paul George, they, they got somehow – he got fouled, and they got tied up, and he hurt his ankle or something. Now, he said after the game, Garrett, that he could go sprint if he needed to. He could go do whatever he needed mm-hmm. to do to prove. So I think that's extremely sort of uh, – that tells you how great Davion Mitchell became as a college basketball player, that people would make that comparison that people would bring up Davion because Davion's become one of the top five. I don't I don't know for sure if he's top five yet, but he's certainly a top ten player in the NBA. And if he keeps doing this and has some kind of crazy run to the finals, we'll discuss him as a top five player in the NBA. Top five right now, you'd have to say uh, LeBron and KD. Um, Steph. And Steph's got to still be in it, even as he's entered his early 30s. So, I guess I said LeBron. I said KD. I said Steph. I, Giannis? I guess Giannis. I, I, although Giannis, I mean, what's weird is can you be I, – I, I think he is top five. I mean, Devin Booker's knocking on the door at Phoenix. Oh, he's can Giannis be? Can Giannis be true top five? I mean, I know he is, but – I was watching the end of that game, and they can't really go to him. They can't go, even though he'll have like 37 points or 33 points and have a great game. You, When it comes down to final possessions and, and, and you're in a half-court set, I mean, he can only do so much. They Who hit the biggest shots of the game for Milwaukee? Well, Drew Holiday hit the biggest one, 
And before that, the guy keeping him in it was Middleton because Middleton is a jump shooter and can, and can get his own shot. And same with Holiday. I mean, it's weird to be a top five player in the NBA. Um, Garrett, I would. I think we'd have to. It, I think we'd have to bring Embiid into the discussion too. And uh, I know he misses a lot of games, but I, I think Joel Embiid is a top five. I mean, again, is he always know. available? No. Is he one of the top five best players in the NBA? I think so. I think he is. I think we got to put Embiid in there. We still have to put LeBron in there. We got to put Steph in there, and we got to put KD. And then we get we can have arguments about the fifth guy, but I, I I think Embiid's there, I really do. Are you telling me that if they could both play every game, who would you take over Giannis and Embiid if you knew they were going to be available a whole season? And when does Luca enter the conversation? That's what that was my Luca and, and who then have I not the said? Joker. Who, I have not said. Well, I didn't say the Joker, and and I haven't said Kawhi. Now. Spida is showing up Kawhi and Paul George in this series. They can't contain him. They're not as good as he is. Now, again, Kawhi took a team, and he put them on his back, and he led Toronto. I mean, how many times has he been the MVP of the finals? I think at least twice. Right. Once at San Antonio, once with the, the Raps. So I now that you bring up the Joker who just won the MVP, you've got this thing, this list of seven and eight, and is Donovan in that conversation? I think he is, and I think Donovan's moving into a top ten, uh, for, certainly top ten, maybe not ready to make him top five yet, but the Jazz are sprinting toward a um, a possible NBA title. I now, think they're the only team that can stop the Nets. Well, I mean, Garrett, you're you say that the way Chris Paul and Booker and Aiton and those guys oh, are playing, good. I'm not certain. I mean, in a in a in a seven game series, which is what it'll be, if if we're going to say, let's say the Jazz get by the Clippers. You think for sure that the Jazz are better than the Suns? I'm not so sure about I'm not that. sure. I think that's probably going to be one of the best series in recent memory if we get to see that. I think it would definitely go seven. But I, honestly, I think that either one of those teams could push and have an opportunity. But I still think the Jazz have what it takes to, uh, to uh, beat out the Suns right now. I just think. I think, boy, I tell you, we didn't even get to – I'll tell you what we'll do, okay? We may have to save some – we may have to save a little bit. Why don't we do – why don't we do this? Why don't we um, – we're going to talk a lot about um, about the college football playoff uh, in the proposed expansion with Mac Rhodes at 340. I think we need to get our own thoughts out there. And, um, and boy, Mac is uh, – Mac's got a lot to say. Mac's always really candid – um, I find it fascinating, like, you know, trying to determine, like, how much say everybody had in this. I think Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, was representing the Big 12's interest. And for once, for once, Notre Dame actually didn't get everything it wanted. All right? 
we'll talk a little bit more about the college football playoffs, its, its proposed expansion, and then we'll hear from the Baylor Director of Athletics, Mac Rhodes. It's all coming up next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. Clear to partly cloudy this evening. Still a bit on the muggy side with low temperatures falling to 74 degrees. Your weekend forecast looks hot and humid with mostly sunny skies. Tomorrow, highs top out at 95 with a heat index of 102 and even hotter on Sunday with mostly sunny skies. A high of 96 and our heat index at 105. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Rick Butler is our guest, a former MCC baseball coach, won the national championship at MCC in 1983. Uh, it's almost like a mash unit in, in the World Series that year. Uh, we started the first game with Greg Dennis splitting his chin open on home plate, had to have stitches, and then uh, Kenneth Patterson got hit in the, in the face by a double play ball because he couldn't get down and slide quick enough. And then Jerry Fouts, and this is the one most people remember, took a line drive off of his head that went over the third base dugout into the bleachers, came back the next night and pitched a complete game for the championship. So those were some tough guys, 58 and seven records, nothing to scoff at. And they brought the prize home and we're very proud of that team. Listen to the voice of the bears weekdays from two to 3 PM here on the home of the bears, ESPN central Texas. For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments. Only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender. My money, my future, my credit union. business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something, then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t-shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1-800-433-2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. Have you heard about the new quesadilla? That's right, quesadilla. Their hottest new food in the country and way cool tacos and tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. Delicious, savory braised beef on a bed of cheese and corn tortilla. Grilled crispy with onions and cilantro and served with a consomme dipping sauce. Way cool tacos in Union Hall, handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. The Super Regionals in baseball gets underway today with Stanford at Texas Tech, followed by NC State at Arkansas, and the nightcap with Ole Miss at Arizona. The other four Super Regionals get underway tomorrow. The NBA playoffs continue tonight in the East semifinals with the 76ers at the Hawks. That series is tied at 1, tip is at 6.30. In the West semifinals has the Suns at the Nuggets. Phoenix leads that series 2-0. Tip is at 9 o'clock. The Houston Astros move over to Minnesota to start a weekend series with the Twins tonight. First pitch is at 7-10. And the Texas Rangers start a weekend series with the Dodgers. First pitch tonight at 9-10. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Your home for the Dallas Cowboys, ESPN Central Texas. All right, um, Mac Rhodes will join us to talk about this uh, new proposed expanded college football playoff. Okay, that'll be at 340 today. You'll want to be by the dial for that. A lot of interesting things to get into. And um, Mac is, uh, as always, very candid on all these fronts. Uh, uh, Just to keep you updated, college baseball super regionals are underway Stanford has a 4-1 lead at the end of four over Texas Tech. It's hot. A lot of fans in Lubbock. at Super Regional in Lubbock and the Stanford Cardinal. They're used to nice, cool weather, calm skies. Uh, and, um, and they've gone in there and they're doing a nice job. And, and they're up 4-1 over the Red Raiders. You do not, in a Super Regional, want to lose that first game. I mean, it's very, very important to get that one. And so that is the uh, situation early, uh, early in that Super Regional. Which is interesting because you mentioned that because Tech went and decided to throw the freshman pitcher out there. First batter comes up and hits a home run. And the second batter, the, 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 uh, the center field wall being high is what saved that from being back-to-back homers. So, uh, you know, th- they're starting to kind of gather their composure. But, you know, throwing the freshman out there, it's kind of what you get. Well, you know, and sometimes you get, I mean, there are freshmen, as you know, Garrett, that are unbelievable and go out. And I'm thinking, I don't know what Rocker was a couple of years ago. You remember that Super Regional or wherever it was when Rocker went out there and, like, threw a, did he throw a perfect game or something for Vandy? You remember that? I, I think so. I don't know how so. old he was. I mean, I don't, I think he was like a freshman. I'm just saying, sometimes those phenoms don't know enough to be nervous. But maybe this youngster was, and, uh, boy, you will not stick around long enough if you open a game with a couple of bombs there. Nope. And uh, that is what happened. Garrett, be looking at our uh, at all these super regionals as they get going, and feel free to update us. Uh, uh, we've got, uh, boy, University of Texas in this thing, Dallas Baptist, a lot of great interest as we look around uh, baseball. I know, Garrett, you're going to have your eye on LSU is that mm-hmm. uh, their coach has announced he's leaving, and so that uh, that that story has taken on great significance uh, with uh, uh, with with Maneri uh, um, leaving after uh, after a great uh, a great run. LSU's a great program, and then of course yesterday Schlossnagel at um, uh, at uh, you know has taken over at Texas A&M and and has left TCU. At TCU's a great baseball job. I mean, a really fine opening there so I'm, I'm anxious to see i did notice on the college baseball front somebody that they were thinking lsu was it lsu who was thinking about bringing um casey out of retirement the the great oregon state uh, coach it had been, who retired it, a couple of years ago it got mentioned lsu got mentioned in that and then i believe it was tennessee now that's also getting brought up with him Wait, t- that Tennessee. Wait, that they that the Tennessee coach might go to LSU. What are you saying? I'll have to relook at it. But there, there was something okay. with the, the Tennessee. Tennessee job has as well. a great coach, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they're doing they're doing fine, and they're uh, they're in this thing. And then of course we'll take a peek at what Arkansas does. 
Uh, I know Barfield. I think Barfield's had some. He sent some money down there to Fayetteville at some point in his lifetime here recently, so he'll take a peek at that Arkansas program. And um, that's a I, – I, I love I love kind of uh, the connections. There's some connections to MCC and all of that. So we will keep you posted. Uh, again, Mac Rhodes is coming up with us, and that will happen at 340. Garrett, this is um, – this has been a wild deal to, for this thing to drop. Um, you know, sometimes you, you hear about, oh, they're exploring this. Oh, this is a working committee. But when they go and they recommend it, and, and then you start hearing from the head of the college football playoff committee, Bill Hancock, and this looks like it's happening. And this looks like something ESPN and other uh, networks or streaming, whoever wants to get involved in this thing, they'll have exclusive rights when this thing opens up in, 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 um, in 2023. But, Garrett, I would say, first of all, you know, ESPN's probably not going to pass up an opportunity to go from a, a couple of semifinal games in the national championship game to, to all these games. And right. The three round, you know, these rounds of games – and for people that are just kind of catching up with this, um, this is a- expanding the college football playoff to 12 teams. And what it looked like is there was some thought at one point, do you do you expand it to six? Do you then maybe you expand it to eight? And I think with eight, you were going to get, you know, automatic qualifiers and things like that. And so I think real quickly, Sankey, who I've known for years, the uh, SEC commissioner said, no, 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 we're going to, we need to get this thing to 12. Now, what does that mean for the Big 12? Well, it means that, you know, the Big 12 could go from hoping OU or Baylor or somebody gets in there um, to it, it being an opportunity with 12 teams to have as many, probably two teams and as many as some years, three. If you had three great teams in the Big 12, you could maybe have some years where you get them all in. And the SEC, with all those teams, you got to figure the SEC is going to think they can at least get four teams in there, three or four teams. There'll be years where they'll be challenging for that. And I made the joke yesterday, Garrett, that um, that maybe they'll have to cap this thing at eight SEC teams for the 12-team <laughs> playoff. Maybe People so. like that. People like that, and then I hope you – sounds like you did too. I did. And we got that it. out there, and um, and, and so I this will be fascinating to see. And what they did is they went back and applied this thing to past years. What would it have done? Now, I had to get a laugh. I'm sorry. Longhorns, love you. Okay, we got a lot of Longhorn listeners. But even the 12-team expanded playoff, when they looked at it and did all the math, the Longhorns in the past 10 years would have not gotten in. Okay, they would have not. They still would not have made it in. Maybe if they'd gotten it to like 14 teams, but in the 12 teams. Now, people ask, what about Baylor? The the famous 2014 or infamous, I should say, where TCU and Baylor were both left out. Okay, obviously both those teams would have gotten in that year. 2019, they get in that season. Baylor would have been a seven seed going up against, I believe Penn State was going to be a 10 seed. In 2019, it would have been Matt Rule versus his own alma mater, Penn State. Now, those five through eight games, okay, this is the 12 playoff. The top four get buys. 
except for Notre Dame. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, everybody who thought through these things. For some reason, Notre Dame does not have to play in a conference. Everybody else has to play in a conference, you know, to exist in this world, but not Notre Dame, not the greatness of Rockney, of George Gipp, win one for the Gipper, not Notre Dame. And Notre Dame has been, no matter how well they do, no matter if they're number one in the country in 2023 and they go beat Ohio State and Clemson, because I think that's on their 2023 schedule, they cannot receive a bye. One, two, or three, or four, Notre Dame can now. Now, I had to laugh. Who do you think was putting all this thing together? Who do you think was in this working group? Well, Bob Bowlesby was glad to have a Big 12 representative, okay, the commissioner. Sankey, SEC, of course he was on there. And Garrett Ross, who do you think else made it on there? Ooh, oh, somebody yeah. from Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, Jack Swarbrick, the uh, the longtime AD. I feel like Swarbrick's been in that position for about 30 years now. It just feels like that because I hear his name so much. But no school has as much sort of like proportionally – unfair say than Notre Dame because they're not even in a conference, but yet we all just kind of sit around and let them do whatever they feel like. Every other sport, they're in a conference, but not football. Do you think this is enough to finally force their hand and make them get into just finally say, you know what, we're going to join the ACC with our football team like all our other sports? No, I do not. I mean, I, I, I wish, and I think they should, and obviously – when they were left out in the cold on this this whole situation that was going to be happening with scheduling and COVID and everything, what did they do? They said, oh, thank you, ACC. Thank you. Oh, we love the ACC. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? We're a member of the ACC this year? Cool. I mean, what they should have done is done a, a deal with the ACC. But, again, you know, then you have to think about TV deals. And they've had the famous deal for years and years with NBC and, and TV reigns over everything, and so that has to come into consideration. But absolutely, Garrett. I mean, at some point, Notre Dame has to be treated just like everybody else. Yep. And it's not like, and by the way, when they make it into the playoff, they usually get killed. They usually go out there and embarrass themselves. Mm-hmm. Why, do we, why do we have to cater to Notre Dame at all times? I mean, I know it's a great brand. I know how important it is to college football. I get all that, but but I, I, I we don't do that. I mean, does Bama like we, we, if if Bama suddenly said, you know what, we're going to be independent? If the University of Texas said, you know what, we'll just go be independent, everybody go crazy. Now, of course, the Big Twelve has almost fallen apart so many times now that I'm sure the Big Twelve would just be like, what do you want? What do you want, Texas? What do you want? Now, fortunately, Texas and DeLoss, DeLoss was so greedy that it helped. It helped Baylor. DeLoss was so greedy and didn't want to go anywhere else and wanted to keep all the money and have the Longhorn Network. And because of that greed, we are still in the Big 12. In in backwards sort of crazy way, it all helped. And Texas A&M finally had enough, and they said, we want out of here. Get us out of here. We're sick of this. We're sick of being lorded over by the University of Texas. And they moved on down the road. And they've done better. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Let's not get too carried away. They they in a COVID season they had a nice season, but before that, what had they done? They had the one great Johnny Manziel season 
which he won a Heisman, but they've never won. They've never won their own division in the No, SEC. they haven't, but financially, so not, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I just don't want to get too carried away and act like, oh, the Aggies have gone and dominated the, the oh, SEC. No. They haven't. No, 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 no. And, and as fans, I don't know why we're – I mean, what what – do, do, do the people walk around in the maroons saying, look at how much money we made. Yeah. Look at how much money. they sh- It should be about how much have we won. I mean, that's not what we do as fans going around like, guess how much? Oh, look at the TV revenue this year. Guess how much Baylor made off that? No, no, that's not what we do. What have you? And, again, they, they blew up, you know, great almost century-old traditions in doing that. But, again, that's all – it's all happened. We're not going to get it back. Maybe one day, 20 years down the road, 10 years down the road, A&M and Texas will play again. And we'll all be, well, everybody will be excited about that. But it's not happening right now. Garrett, I would just say that um, this college football playoff is an enormous story. And it just, it just gets, it gets bigger and bigger. And, I think in some ways it's good, okay, because there is some thought that – but but I, I don't think we, – we, we do have to keep these players in mind. And what I hear a lot of folks saying is, hey, maybe they won't opt out. And that's great. I mean, I'd love to see them play and, and, and the top 12 teams and not everybody opting out to get ready for the NFL draft. I'd love to see that too. But what I don't think we're ready for is these college kids to play 15, 16 ball games. They're not, they're not ready for it. I mean, maybe by the time they get the NFL, okay, that's a whole different thing. They're getting paid. And people say, what about the NIL? What about the na- names, image, and likeness that's about to happen? Okay, maybe. Maybe they're going to get some money, but let's not act like they're all going to get rich. They're not. That does not happen except for an elite few players, and that is the NFL. So it's fascinating to watch all this, Garrett. And now it is time to prepare to talk to the Director of Athletics for Baylor University, Mac Rhodes. He joins us next. Recently on the John Moore Show. It's one Chicago on a Wednesday. Uh, it's on NBC. Uh, you've heard me talk about it before, maybe maybe more than you'd like to hear me talk about it. So the line exactly is, it's like when we were watching Baylor win the national championship. Ha ha, I know. Well done by Derek Haas. We appreciate that. A mention of Baylor winning the national championship on Chicago Fire last night. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. They go the extra mile for you at Muirhead Ranch and Realty. If you're buying or selling, do yourself a favor and call Muirhead Ranch and Realty first. Teresa, Craig, and Shelly can give you a no-cost market evaluation. Plus, check out their website often, MuirheadRanchAndRealty.com, for daily new listings, plus information on surrounding North and Central Texas communities. They're able to answer all your residential and farm and ranch real estate questions at Muirhead Ranch and Realty, 201 North Magnolia Avenue in Hubbard. Are you searching for a financial institution that offers a personal, one-on-one, small-town banking atmosphere? Citizen State Bank Hubbard can handle your personal, agricultural, and business banking needs, in addition to real estate loans. Check out their interest rates on CDs. They're the best in town. Plus, they offer the convenience of online banking and online bill pay. A proud supporter of Hubbard High School and all Jaggers athletic teams. Citizen State Bank Hubbard. Member FDIC. 
All right, I want to talk to you about Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry, the official law firm of the Matt Mosley Show with Garrett Ross. And, uh, boy, in particular, Craig Cherry, Baylor guy, went to law school. Uh, same time I went to law school. Boy, he completed it, though. He finished law school, and he's had an incredible career, and he's been out there fighting for his clients. Uh, he's a bruising presence in that courtroom. And what I found out when I was doing clerkships and everything, boy, there were a lot of folks. It's like, oh, let's settle, let's settle. This man will take it to trial. And if you've been in some kind of awful accident, you've had some kind of something happen in your life, or you need to be defended. I mean, you know, it's it's um, it's an amazing thing this law firm does. And uh, Craig Cherry, who's got all those Baylor ties, uh, has all those Waco ties, been doing it for a long ter- time. To find out more about this law firm, I want you to go to swclaw.com. All right? That's swclaw.com. And you can find out more about Craig Cherry. Now, here's the number because Craig, uh, he can get it done for you. And uh, it, the experience is pretty amazing. Tireless dedication and the ability to anticipate his opponent's next move when it comes to litigation and trial strategy. And, again, he went to Baylor Law School, and they put out the best litigators in the country, in my opinion. All right, and a lot of other people's opinion, I should add. Here's how you get a hold of them, 254-651-3690. Again, that's 254-651-3690. And that is Craig Cherry. And you can find him at swclaw.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas.com. That's Universal Windows Central Texas.com. Or call 254 301 7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. The Super Regionals in baseball gets underway today with Stanford at Texas Tech, followed by NC State at Arkansas, and the nightcap with Ole Miss at Arizona. The other four Super Regionals get underway tomorrow. The NBA playoffs continue tonight in the East semifinals with the 76ers at the Hawks. 
That series is tied at 1. Tip is at 6.30. In the West semifinals has the Suns at the Nuggets. Phoenix leads that series 2-0. Tip is at 9 o'clock. The Houston Astros move over to Minnesota to start a weekend series with the Twins tonight. First pitch is at 7-10. And the Texas Rangers start a weekend series with the Dodgers. First pitch tonight at 9-10. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and uh, it is time to talk to Mac Rhodes, the Baylor Director of Athletics. Um, you will hear it sounds a little bit different because I this is Mosley technology. I had to do it via my phone. All right. And um, I mean, it's not perfect, but, you know, it's great. To, it was great to catch up with uh, to Mac Rhodes. So here is um, my interview with Mac Rhodes about this expanded playoff uh, that's going on in college football. The proposed uh, here it is with Mac now. It is uh, Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics, on with me. And Mac, it's uh, well, it's been too long. Uh, it's uh, there's been a lot of excitement with Baylor playing for another national title uh, in tennis. A lot of lots going on. And then out of the blue, um, uh, probably not out of the blue to you, but to the rest of the country. This this expanded football playoff drops, and now we have we have things to talk about for the next couple of weeks. This is great for for talk radio. Mac uh, has uh, has this been something that that you guys have been kind of quietly working toward? I'm just kind of wondering how much input the uh, the ads have had in all this. Yeah, I, I think first of all, Matt, it's, I appreciate you having me on it. It's always great to, to, to be with you, so uh, appreciate the, the opportunity. And, you know, I would tell you, you know, yesterday's announcement um, and the detail with the announcement was a, was really a surprise to, 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 to all of us. Um, I think as, as athletic directors and, and obviously, you know, certainly athletic directors in the, in the Big 12, and we know that uh, Commissioner Bowlesby was right at the, the forefront of of this this potential new model. Um, we we anticipated and, and we knew that uh, more than likely there was going to be you know uh, expansion to the to the CFP, but but not not in in great detail. Uh, we we certainly didn't have any conversation about you know six teams, eight teams, ten teams, twelve teams, even even sixteen teams, and so. Commissioner Bowlesby, along with you know Commissioner Sankey and, and Thompson and and Jack at, at Notre Dame, uh, you know they they kept it you know close to the best, and you know I certainly appreciate their work. Um, I know that they were very thoughtful, very intentional. Um, took took some time with it, and um, and so again grateful and and um, well, here we we have this model. Of, uh, of 12 teams that uh, that we all get to speak into and, and bet for for the next several several weeks months. 
Yeah, and uh, we'll vet it and talk about it ad nauseum. Um, this, for people that are just kind of getting caught up to, uh, to speed here, this 2023 would be the first time that something like this could take effect. But once you get this far down the road with a proposal like this, it really does seem like there's major steam uh, behind it. Mac, at first blush, uh, as you've had a chance to, to look at the different, the, the four buys, the, t- the one through four buys, and then, of course, the bold tie-ins to this, what do you, what do you like about it? And then what are your, what are your biggest concerns about this uh, proposed model? Yeah, I, so I think in general, um, it, it, and again, I've, I've had probably 24 hours to maybe noodle on it and think about it, but I think just in general, um, I, I really like it. Um, I, I think they, they were very thoughtful in terms of, you know, valuing conference championship. Uh, I, I think that's, that's important. Um, I also think they were smart and careful in terms of, uh, you know, quote unquote automatic qualifiers. There, there are none And you know, I think that was, Probably just as a as a result of, of of maybe you know the the world of litigation that that we all live in, and so uh, I thought I thought that was smart the 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 way the way they 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 did that, and so I, I appreciate the emphasis on uh, in valuing you know the, the the conference championships. Man, you you look at the content, and it's a significant change. Matt in content. You go now all of a sudden from three games to to eleven games. Um, that's that's huge. Um, I like it from perspective is that it, it keeps multiple teams in the conversation late late in the late in the, the season and so I, I think you have this, this broader community of people that, that you really keep engaged and and excited. Um, you know, my, I would suspect that all said and done, um, we're going to land somewhere that's really, really close to what's what's been proposed. You know, I, I think some of the tweaking. You know, maybe you look at those those first four games, the eight teams, that first week mid mid December. Um, you know, those are those are games at, at home offices. To the to the higher seed, those seeds, you know, five through eight are are hosting those those initial initial games, and so I think you know maybe some conversation around, I uh, is that really a, a bowl game type like experience, or for the student athletes, um, probably not for either for either the the home or visiting. Mm-hmm. So. You know, now if you if you lose, right, you probably don't have an opportunity to go to a bowl game, um, and so uh, you know maybe maybe some deeper deeper discussion about about that. You know, did those, did those games be be played on on home sites versus neutral sites, and and so um, but you know I don't I don't have any information about it, but I I think you know that's certainly something to, to to think about, you know, the recruiting piece, the early signing. Now, you can argue we already have bowl games, early bowl games, so does it have 
that big of impact effect. Um, I think preparing bowl games is probably a little bit different than, than preparing for a playoff game. And so those, those eight teams, how does that, how does that play in terms of the recruiting piece? Um, so those are probably some, some um, from, from me, but, but I think overall general, um, I think it's good. I like the fact that, you know, you get into to that second round, you begin to incorporate, you know, those, those traditional New Year's six bowl games. And so you can take care of those four games and then you can take care of the two games, the semi. So I think that's positive. Um, I think, you know, every question top is timing. And, and quite frankly, I, I think that's going to depend upon largely the, the, the old TV rights, rights holder right now, ESPN and, whether or not they do keep it, or does this this have to go to the to the open market? Yeah, you would think they would want to keep it. And again, you're right; the inventory is going to be unbelievable. What, what about? Um, and that's interesting what you say. I think there would be some people who always thought it would water down some of the regular season to expand it to too much. I don't think, Mac, we're going to see teams like that have a, a high seed rest players. It's something that did cross my mind, though. But from a player safety standpoint, um, what, obviously you can't play I don't, whatever it would be, 15, 16 games. Uh, you hit a little bit on that. But what, what, what does this do? You know, in the past, non-conference games, you know, who are you going to have? We had an exciting one in Houston this year that sadly got called off. Then you put another one together. What, what, is, what, what do you see the impact being on that? Because obviously you don't want to ask these college players to all of a sudden amp up even more games because then you're, then you're asking too much. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I think it's a, it's a, it's a fair point. I think it's a great, great point. Matt and you know I think it it percolated up a little bit yesterday but the uh, the health and safety and you know you could you know if you're if you're one of those one of those seeds five through twelve right and and if you played in a in a conference championship game theoretically you know you could play 17 the 12 plus the plus the championship game and and then you know having to 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 uh, to garner all the way through, and again, if if you were one of those five through through twelve that that played in a conference championship game, and you get all the way to the CFP championship, you know that's a that's a total of seventeen, and so you know that's that's a lot of lot of games um, versus fifteen. Now would would be the max if, if my math is right, and so I, I to give you know some some consideration um, there. You know, in, in terms of in terms of in terms of that, um, you know, how do we how do we do that? You know, um, how do we how do we do it in a way that that ensures safety? I, I, I think the the scheduling, the non-conference scheduling pieces is, is interesting, uh, Matt, but I, I still think there's an emphasis on on who to play out of out of conference because and all of these teams are going to be ranked mm-hmm. by the by the CFP selection committee, they're going to look at out of out of conference and and bring this. So, I don't think it it waters that down. Um, I, I 
there's there's going to need to 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 be some some attention paid to to who you play who you play out of conference. You know, I, I think about for example the Big Twelve. Um, you know, we mandate that you've got to play one non-conference versus a Power Five. Does that does that change for us? Um, I I don't know. I don't think so. Um, you know, um, I think we probably you know gonna going to still need to, to do that because I think seeding matters. I think trying to get one of those top four uh, makes a big difference. You're, you're having to play one, one less game. Um, so those are, you know, those are some thoughts. You know, the other thing that, that, that I thought about is, um, you know, we're, we're seeing a little bit of, of a trend of, 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 you know, players, student athletes not playing in a bowl game risk of risk of injury, you know, wanting to prepare for, for that next, that next step, mm-hmm. the, the NFL. And, you know, does that, does that play into to, to any of this as, as well? So um, again, some, some things that, you know, are unanswered and I'm not sure that we're going to be able to answer some of them until we, we actually be, we can and get underway. But I, I do think this is, this is, this is a good thing for for uh, for college college football, and again, uh, certainly certainly appreciate uh, the work done by by the four people that I mentioned mentioned earlier. Well, the main thing, Mac, we're concerned about talking to Mac Rhodes, Baylor director of athletics. Is it a good thing for Baylor University? And uh, that's kind of where our headspace is. And I know, boy, you you've been in a lot of leadership. Uh, positions there in a big 12 so you've got to look out for the conference you also have to look out for our our school uh interestingly mac um this this would have put us in in two this would have put the bears in in 2019 and if, if and then going back even to 2014 so twice it would have been in there i think uh, mac you've probably looked at these same models i think the bears would have played penn state in 2019 so that that would have been an interesting matchup with uh, Matt Rule against his alma mater uh, if if uh, if we go back and retroactively put this model in place. Yeah, I think that's what makes it exciting. You know, when you when you think it's your your own particular fan base, and as you you mentioned, you know how how does this how does this work for Baylor? Well, if it's if it's positive for the Big Twelve Conference. Um, one, it's gonna it's gonna translate down, and it's gonna be positive for Baylor. And and I do think this is this is really positive for the Big 12 conference. And and I think uh, more years than not, we're, we would have two in. And there's there's even a couple years where we we could have three in. And uh, so again, I I think it's really positive for the Big 12. And and I also think it's really really positive for us for for Baylor. Uh, you mentioned the 2019 season, right? We're we're in, and we're we're mm-hmm. playing. You know, we're playing, and and we're probably hosting. And you think about that. You know, I I can't remember, but I certainly think after the championship game against Oklahoma, maybe we dropped to seven or eight. But you know, if you're seven or eight, we we would have been hosting one of one of those first games. And so, how cool how cool would that would that have been? And so. Um, Again, I, I think it's great and exciting for for, uh, for for Baylor. All right. And you can imagine, you don't have to comment on this, but I also did notice that uh, the uh, uh, the team from Austin uh, would not have made it in the past decade. 
Okay. <laughs> Garrett, is it? Did you? Oh, man. I like last little joke I told, but uh, was back. But that's it. That's all the time we have. And um, it is it is time for uh, Tom Barfield in game time. And they got a lot planned today, a lot of exciting stuff. College baseball super regionals are rolling as we speak. And we thank uh, Mac Rose for being part of uh, of that and just a really interesting discussion. Garrett, I want you to have a great weekend. Thanks for all your hard work this Thanks, week. Matt. We'll get after it again on Monday at 3 o'clock. Everybody have a great weekend. Game time with Tom Barfield is next.